that the Lord is set to lead us and guide us in every step of the way this year, 2020. And we have been praying and we are still praying. We are in that season of prayer where we are committing our hearts to God. We are committing our steps to God. We are committing our plan for 2020 to God. For God to take over as the leader, as the good shepherd that he is, to shepherd us, to guide us through the journey of 2020. Because he's the one that has gone ahead of us. He knows the beginning. He knows the end. He's the Alpha and the Omega. And our work is not going to end where we pray. We also need to also consider. We need to also teach ourselves. We need to learn how to enjoy the leading of God. Because it is one thing for God to be said to lead us. It is another thing for us to know how he leads or how we can enjoy his leading. And this evening is an interactive service. And I hope that every one of us will be active and alive at this service to participate. Because we want to deliberate on how can we enjoy the leading of God. Or how can we know when God is leading. Right. How can we know when God is leading. It's going to be an interactive service. And I trust that uh, the Lord himself will speak through us. We minister to us. And every one of us will be blessed at the end of this service. Somebody say amen. Alright, so I bring God's a word of God this evening that I titled Understanding the Leading of God. Understanding the Leading of God. And I take my text from Psalm 23, verses 2, verses, verse 1, verse 1, verse 1. And my emphasis is uh, the version of the Bible, the amplified version. The Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. Mm. And the um, amplified version of the Bible tried to break down what it means for the Lord to be our shepherd. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, in, uh, in other ways, it can mean that the Lord is my guide. He's my shepherd to guide, to feed, and to shield me. And I remember that during the watch over the crossover service, the man of God gave us an acronym of Jehovah Roy that he, 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 he called the PDP. We are in the year of that PDP. P standing for provision, uh, D standing for direction, and the other P standing for protection. Right? So uh, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, and to shield me. I shall not lack. Right, and continuing in that verse of uh, in that chapter of the Bible, it says, It makes me to lie down in fresh and tender in green pastures, it leads me beside still and restful waters, it refreshes and restores my life, myself, it leads me in the path of righteousness and the path of uprightness, in right standing with Him, not for my end, not for me or for my ending it, but. Because of his name, because his word has come forth, and his word will not return void to him. He has said that this year is set to lead us, and that word is going to profit us, is going to manifest in our life, even as we enjoy the leading of God. And if we look at that chapter of the Bible from verses 1 to verses 3, he paints a picture of us in whatever situation it is that we may find ourselves. In a situation where you are launching out, not knowing where to go, 
what to do, how to go about things, the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. That means it will guide you, it will teach you, it will direct you, it will order your steps. In a situation where you have taken some steps, but you have taken them wrongly, you have gone astray, you've gone off track, it says that it restores. It restores. In a situation where you find yourself, your heart is troubled, said it will lead you beside the still waters. The side of still waters is a place where your heart is at rest. Your heart is at rest. You are not troubled. You are not perturbed because you know that the good shepherd is for you. And as a believer, we are not going to enjoy the leading of God without understanding or having full knowledge of God as a good shepherd. Right? And committing ourselves, if he's a shepherd, then we must be something. Because anytime you see a shepherd, you don't see a shepherd alone. You see a shepherd. In fact, what makes a shepherd? A shepherd is not by himself. It is certain thing or certain uh, being that makes a shepherd a shepherd. And that is a sheep, right? Or flocks of sheep. So for us to enjoy the shepherding of a shepherd of Jehovah Roy, we must understand that we need to come to God as a sheep. And a sheep is that animal that trusts totally on the shepherd. It doesn't just trust the shepherd, it also understands the shepherd. And that is why sometimes I'm sure some of us would have come across a large, large flock of big cows, not sheep alone now, big cows, but that are being controlled by a very small boy, right? A very small boy, and you see the small boy, we say, we do something like, and all, the, all of them will face like this. He will do another one, and they will go like this. It's because those sheep or the animals have spent time with the shepherd so much so to know the shepherd. And if we are going to enjoy the shepherding of the shepherd, we need to spend time with God. We need to know God. We need to know him. We need to know him by ourselves, not by what the pastor preached, not by what we heard, by ourselves. And he has not left us alone. A shepherd is in that position of authority. Who's and the sheep is in the position of Dumbness, complete obedience, obedience to the voice of the shepherd. So the starting point, and very quickly I'm going to ask that it might be passed around so that we can ask, but I'm just laying the foundation here. That for us to enjoy the leading of God or to understand or to know the leading of the good shepherd in this year 2020 where the Lord is positioned to lead us, is for us to come to him in complete obedience. It's for us to come to him trusting him wholeheartedly that as a good shepherd is not going to lead us astray and our focus this evening as i mentioned earlier is going to be on how can we enjoy the leading of god understanding the leading of god how can we enjoy the leading of god in the year that god is set to lead us and there are many examples in the bible but I want us to make it an interactive process because uh, the Lord has spoken. Uh, when a man of God stands on the altar, 
and prophesy over our lives what bring about the manifestation of those prophecy is not just the mere word of the man of God it is also us taking those words uh, meditating upon those words digging deep into those words praying those words till they come to manifestation and this evening we have just come to dig deep into the prophecy the message that the man of God has declared over the church of God. So I put a question to us this evening. In your own context, how do you think we can understand or how can we enjoy the leading of God this year, 2020? Let's start. How can we enjoy or how can we understand when God is leading us? Because that is the starting point. If we don't understand the leading of God, we are going to miss out. Because uh, God works in a diverse ways. And we want to consider those diverse ways. If I have anybody in the audience, I'm going to take you. If not, we'll go ahead. How can we understand or enjoy the leading of God in the year 2020 that the Lord is set to lead us? Anyone? Let's have a basado. Good evening. Good evening. Um, before we can understand this by obeying, Obeying to the instruction that the shepherd is giving to us. If you don't obey the instruction that the shepherd is giving, there is no way the sheep can follow the shepherd. For the example you have given, you said when that small boy is dragging those cows now, when they do like this, all the cows, they follow that side. None of, the, none of them will stay back. Because they've understood him and they obey him. So that's why none of none of the cows will stay back. But if they did not obey him, they will delay and they will get lost. Alright, thank you very much, sir. Please celebrate him. So we can enjoy the leading of God by obedience. And let me rephrase that question. How does God lead? How, in, how do you think God leads? How does he lead? I see a hand there, Sister Lady. How does he lead? Or how can you know that God is leading you? How does he lead? Hallelujah. Let's get started uh, and make that work. I'm not confused. Okay. Don't get confused. <laughs> okay. Um, I think you can enjoy the leading of God if that's what I think you are asking yes um by spending time with his word now the story um the example you gave about um the cow and when um whoever that is um with the cow the owner of the cow communicates with the cow and they understand when you study god's word when you spend time with him um bible talks about having the mind of christ you get to a point where you can actually feel the art of god you can actually feel the pulse of god and so um through his word and because you have spent so much time with him and you have become one with him, you are able to know where to go. Where to go. Thank you very much. Let's put our hands together for her. Alright, we can also enjoy the leading of God by staying on his word and studying the word of God. And studying the word of God. And uh, I, I will go ahead from here and I will come back to us, uh, church on how we can enjoy or how do we understand the leading of God. And... I have four ways here that uh, while I was studying and considering how do we, how does God lead? How can we understand his leading? And I understand that God can 
leaders by him himself orchestrating or designing a circumstance. He can lead by himself orchestrating or designing a circumstance. Another way he can lead, according to what Sister Lydie said, is that he can lead us through his word. His word directs us. His word directs. He can also lead us by the Spirit of God that is on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit that is on our inside, teaching us all truths and guiding us in the way that we should go. Another way He can lead us is that He can also lead us by His angels or the man of God or a man of God declaring or instructing us on steps to take or what to do. Four different ways. God Himself can orchestrate, can design a circumstance can design a circumstance to lead us it can also lead us by his word because his word is a lamp onto our feet and a light onto our path the word of god can also be a tool through which god can lead us it can also lead us through the speaking or the direction of the holy spirit on the inside of us so in in, in such a situation where we do not have the holy spirit on the inside of us we are missing out of one or some of the ways that the Lord can lead us because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth is a comforter it says when I go I will send you I will, I'm not going to leave you all by yourself but I'm going to leave you with the spirit the spirit of comfort I'm going to leave you with the Holy Spirit that will teach you into all truths and it can lead us also by the shepherd by the man of God by a man of God that he has placed as a covering over our life instructing us through the man of God so different ways and and uh, it's going to be a great disservice to ourselves in the year that God has positioned to lead us for us to miss out on any of these four processes where we cannot understand when God is orchestrating a situation to bring us out of something or to lead us into our expected end and when we consider uh, for example the story of Joseph right God gave him a dream and that dream is an expected end that is going to come because uh, that dream is the word of God is like a prophecy that is bound to happen because God has spoken it God has shown him and it's meant to happen however God orchestrated his path not in the way that we would have this desire if we bring it to human understanding or to our feelings or to our emotion what we are going to be expecting is if God has said I'm going to be a prime minister then uh, something should just happen uh, some of us will wish that we are going to receive a call and, and that call would be that oh your parents is not your parents is actually the president of Nigeria that is your father and from there you will become uh, I remember when we were young we used to say I wish Baba Gida would be <laughs> my father and it was a it was a state of, of ignorance uh, where you just you just wish you, whatever makes you think uh, someone else will be your father to get to a unexpected end but God can design by himself can design a situation to the situation may not be in accordance to your own plan what or how you think God will move but it is God orchestrating and designing your way towards an expected end it is God leading you towards a place that he has destined for you and an end that he, he has he, he hoped for you and we also see that in the in the case of of a jailer the jailer that was in charge of the prison where uh, uh, Paul and Silas were kept on that day, God 
as destined to save his life. However, God has to design, orchestrate a situation, cause a situation around for that to happen, for him to see God by himself. No other way can anyone preach to that man than what he experienced himself. God in his own expression, those that he bound, those that he, he, he knows that with the chain and shackles that he has placed on them, there is no how they can come out. But God orchestrated a situation that caused him to fear him such that by himself he was willing and convicted at the expression of God. And there are many examples, there are many examples that we can see in the Bible where God orchestrates a situation just to lead. And many of us, if we, if we have stayed with God, we have related with God in the time past, we will know that there would have been some situation that God has orchestrated in our life. It might be good, it might be bad, that made us that took us or brought us into a wealthy place or a place that is a place that God has prepared for us. And by the end, by the time you got to that place, you look back and you realize that what seemingly looked like an unpleasant situation was actually God in action. Was actually God in action. I remembered in my in my formative years, and, and I stand there in my formative years. I, I, I live with I live with an aunt that by definition of everybody right they defined her as uh, someone that is not nice she's not kind she's wicked she's this but i stand here today to say that i bless god yesterday morning i was still discussing with my wife that the difference between me we were we were talking and we we're comparing ourselves to some persons and i said the only difference between me and those other person is that my formative years i spent my formative years in so 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 place with so so person though the circumstances there might not have been so good or what uh, an average teenager would have expected it to be but today i can stand to say that Perhaps if I have not spent my formative years in that place, I might not have turned out the way I turned out in every facet of life. So, God can take us through circumstances just to bring us into our desired hand. It can design. So, what we need to understand is that when we find ourselves in a situation that is not so pleasant, right? And all we can see, or all we are, we want to ask at that point is, God, why me? We also should pause and ask, God, why this? Because it might just be God taking you a rough path, but that leads to a place that He has destined for you. It might just be God leading you through that rough path. I understand that, that, that there is a kind of sorrow that is called the godly sorrow. Right? And godly sorrow is not meant to ruin your life. Godly sorrow is, is compared to the process of a goldsmith refining a gold. When you see a goldsmith refining a gold, you will pity, you want to take a pity on the gold because the gold is passing through fire, the gold is passing through serious hard heat. But that process, though it seemingly looks like a painful process, but it is a process to bring out that gold in a refined and in a valuable version. So, 
I encourage us this evening that when we find ourselves in a situation that is not so pleasant, we should take a pause and ask, God, what are you trying to say? Because God might just be ministering to you. He might just be leading you. And I also need to put a note of caution that it does not just orchestrate or design a seemingly negative situation. Sometimes you can find yourself in a situation of largesse. And all you want to think of at that time is for you to enjoy the largesse for yourself, for you, and for yours. And God is saying, I've brought you into this largesse, not for you, but for this largesse to pass through you as a conduit of blessing to other person. So that you can perpetually be a channel of blessing. Instead of you stopping that flow of blessing by just one experience of largesse. So uh, it is not just in the negative circumstances or negative situation that we should pause to ask God, what are, you, what are you doing? Also, when we find ourselves in a place of great privilege, something happened, a privilege that is not yours, a privilege that you know you don't merit, you want to pause and ask God. You want to be sure that the, right, the glory is going to God. You are not just ending it with you because that might just be God in action creating an avenue not just for you but creating an avenue for you to be an extension of blessing to another person it can design circumstance another way which I mentioned earlier is through the word of God by direction the word of God can come to us directing us in the way that we should go in the step that we should take some weeks ago the man of God uh, brought us a word uh, that he titled wonderful counselor I'm not sure it is wonderful counselor but he tried to make us understand that the word wonderful and counselor was not separated it's meant to be one word right we have a wonderful counselor an amazing amazing advisor the Lord advises, He guides, He counsels. The question is, how does He through these words? So, if we want to enjoy the leading of God in the year that the Lord is set to lead us, we cannot be far away from the Word of God. We cannot be far away from the Word of God. In, 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 in Joshua 1 it says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. That you should meditate on it day and night. And in it. Right? You will find there is something you will find. And I believe every one of us. One of the things we are trusting God for. In this year is for us to prosper. Is for us to have good success. Is for us to uh, be in that state where our desires are met. And God is saying. This book of law shall not depart out of your mouth. If you meditate upon it, you stay upon it, it is going to guide you. It's going to lead you into that place of prosperity, into that place of, of, of good sources. As a matter of fact, the prayer that the man of God, uh, prayer guide that the man of God gave us this uh, morning is from that verse of the Bible that says, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers." It is possible 
that for every one of us, the same way we know that it is His will for us to prosper and be in good health, that promise is not just made for us. That promise is made for all my kind that receive Jesus and that know Him. But the truth of the matter is that many that are languishing on the street, not knowing the promise that is already there for them. Is it because the promise is not there? No, the promise is there. It is because by themselves they have not come into the realization or the knowing of that promise. Is the promise there? Yes, the promise is there. But they have not come into the realization or the knowing of that promise. The word of God directs us. The word of God gives us commands. The word of God teaches us specifically on what to do and what not to do. The word of God reveals the mind of God to us. The word of God is the counsel of God. You want God to counsel you by himself. I bet you that you should pray to him and stay on his word for that situation that you need counsel for. Is going to guide you. There is no situation that is that we are going through that we cannot find a counsel for in the word of God. The word of God counsels, the word of God directs, the word of God commands, and God by Himself also commands, He also directs. There are several commandments that we have in the word of God. That is the command, a direct instruction from God to us. That if we take them and we use them in our daily affairs, it's going to lead us into a place of greatness, into a place uh, where our desire is met. And I move to the next one on how we can understand the leading of God. And this one I consider it very critical. Because this one is not just God orchestrating circumstances. This one is not just by the word of God that we have, that we are meant to study. This is by you, yourself. And it is God leading us through discernment. We need to be able to discern the presence of God or the leading of God. There is no pastor that is going to tell you. There is no pastor that is going to come and uh, teach you or be the Holy Spirit that you call to listen to. And this talks about the indwelling of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. The indwelling of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. A man, a life without the Spirit of God is a life that is, that is running on an auto run. An auto run. You just wake up and you are just going. You are going for a business deal. You just wake up, you are going. You don't know what to meet. You're, you're no, nothing is talking to you. Nothing is guiding you. Nothing is directing you. You are just there by yourself. It's, it's like being in a room that is dark and you are blindfolded. And you don't know your way. You can't find your way around. But the indwelling of the Holy Spirit will help you to hear that still small voice that will teach you. Because the word of God says, he has left us with a comforter that will teach us and guide us into all truths. So, when we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, the Lord can lead us through his spirit, ministering to us and speaking to us. 
in the way that we should go or in the way out or in the way in depending on circumstance that we find ourselves and we need to be able to discern when the spirit of god is speaking in a situation where we find ourselves be clouded with social media or noise and all of that we might be difficult to hear when the spirit of god is nudging us against something or is directing us or is giving us instruction and the spirit is there if we have received him we have received christ as our lord and savior the spirit of god is there on the inside of us the question is if you listen to him it's a gentle spirit it's not going to drag you it's not going to force you and that is why this is very important and this is depending on you because god is not going to come down in as human form to direct you or to give you instruction he's going to do so we have talked about in designing circumstances we have talked about in directing you by his word and another way is he can direct you he can lead you by the infilling of the spirit of god the spirit of god speaking to you on what to do and what not to do and a life that is not in consonance with the spirit of god is a life that is heading heading for danger heading for destruction because there are times that we just you you just have that feeling sometimes because we, we want to be careful we are not sure if we have the spirit of god on the inside of us we say something told me not to and thank god i did not it is not something that is the spirit of god that is nudging you that is guiding you sometimes you are preparing for exams and uh, you are just directed to to read a particular part of, of of your book and you are just staying there you are you find yourself going back to that particular topic and you come if you get to the exam or you find it there and you say something something ah as if i knew this is going to come out something just said i should read this it wasn't something it wasn't something it is the spirit of god and the question is what if you didn't hear what if you were not able to recognize because another thing that maybe we should we should ask ourselves is how do you even know when the spirit of god is speaking to you because he can speak to us in diverse ways the way the spirit of god will speak to me may not be the way the spirit of god will speak to you and that is why i mentioned earlier that this is dependent on you so if you if a man of god comes on this altar and told you that in in in, in the early hours of this morning i had a vision uh, and the lord showed me so and so and so and so and it happens and you are sleeping and every day you are wondering that you have not seen a vision you might just be missing out because it might not just be his way of communicating to you you need to stay on his word you need to stay with him you need to be in close relationship with God and with his spirit for you to know how the spirit of God is ministering to you because the spirit the Lord has not left us all by ourselves he has left us with the Holy Spirit to guide to lead to direct us most of the decisions we make are not spelled out specifically in the Bible Discernment is how we follow God's leading through the process of spiritual sensitivity. Spiritual sensitivity, right? If we, if we are not sensitive in the spirit, 
we may not even know when the Lord is leading us or when the Spirit of God is leading us. When the Lord is leading us by His Spirit, we need to be in that state of sensitivity. And this is not you going about uh, folding your hands and closing your mouth and uh, speaking in tongues even when you should be using your brain to walk. But while you are using your brain to walk, while you are driving, you need to also be sensitive. You can even be in the midst of, the, of a crowd and you, are, you can be in the midst of noise and yet the Spirit of God is speaking to you. If only you have learned how to make your heart find quietness for you to hear when the Spirit of God is speaking. Yes, sir. The mic, please. It's not um, that they don't believe that we should be led of the Holy Spirit. The question is, how do I hear God? How do I connect to the leading? The question as I sat here is, I know the answer. But I want them to find the answer themselves. Yes, so my question to you is, is there a connection between being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being able to hear the voice of the Spirit? Is there any correlation that being baptized in the Holy Spirit helps you to hear the voice of the Spirit? Is there a connection with being in the Spirit so that you can be led of the Spirit? Is there a connection with being full of the Spirit so you can walk in the Spirit? Because I see a lot of believers today not baptized in the Holy Spirit. And people think that being baptized in the Holy Spirit is just speaking in tongues. That is just Evidence. the physical manifestation. I, I quickly checked my Bible. And 1 Corinthians um, 6 and verse 17 says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. The New Living Translation says, But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So what am I saying? There is a place in Christ where you get more in intensely joined to him. And if that were true, it is easier in that place to hear him, to follow him, to walk with him, to obey him. So I'm throwing the question to you. Is that a good question or not? It is, sir. Is that a good question or not? Thank you very much, sir. And uh, the question, sir, you, you have led us through the, the way of the answer because uh, speaking in tongues and, and being in tune with the Spirit of God uh, or hearing the, the leading of God uh, may not be the same thing. Speaking in tongues is, you can speak in tongues, you may receive this, the baptism of the Spirit and the evidence of that by speaking in tongues and yet you have not trained yourself or you have not developed a relationship that is deep enough for you to be in sync with God such that you know his mind and you can hear him when he's speaking to you. And I, 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 I believe that uh, the place of, of what drives you to that point where you hear God, you are in sync with his spirit, is the place of fellowship, is, is determined by how much, how well you are able to relate and 
fellowship with him as as friends to friends as brothers to brothers right there is a way you there is there is a way i'm going to come back come to you man there is a way you spend time with someone either your spouse or your sibling that uh, you even know their voice or you can if they are blindfolded you are blindfolded and you are meant to just touch their body you can know who is standing because you have spent time enough with them for you to understand that uh this is the person uh let's have you ma sister lady praise god Hallelujah. i want to say two things um pastor spoke on sunday about hearing god and also recognizing god's voice that it's different for you to hear god and different for you to recognize the voice of god and the bible talks about many voices in the world mm-hmm. and the bible talks about having good ideas that are not god then you can have a good idea that is not still god mm-hmm. and so still to watch what you're saying that you need to spend time with god because you can you can want to make a decision and then good ideas come to your mind and you can hardly hear God's voice in the middle of those good ideas. But you have good idea A, good idea B, good idea, and you don't know which one to go. So it's in the place of stop in the place of staying with God and staying to re- really not just hearing God's voice, but recognizing God's voice in the middle of plenty good ideas that you'll be able to be led by God. Another thing I want to say is um a bit different from what you're saying, but something that has really crossed my mind since the word of the year was declared was that last year was um Jehovah Ebenezer here. Um, and at the beginning of when I was praying about the theme for the year, what came to my mind was last year I could say that I want God's help in this area and in this area I just choose to do by myself. But the danger with this year's own, not danger, but the thing with this year's theme, the Jehovah Roy here, um, the um, pastor read Psalm 23 and the Bible says that he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I've read different translations and they all say, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And what that says to me is, in the path of righteousness that is leading me in the first, in verse 3, even though I walk, um, what's that part again? Um, do I walk no, through the, the valley of shadow of death? The one before that, it leads me beside the still waters, it um, restores my soul. It leads me in the path of righteousness. It's in the path of righteousness, actually. That the, value of, that the value of the shadow of death is. That's how he ministered to me, that it's in the same path. But if, while I was slandering from verse 1, while I was living beside still waters and the greener pastures, if I get to verse 4, where was no lead me beside, where was no lead me in the shadow of the shadow of death, and I decide that at that point, I don't want God to lead me anymore. You won't get to, I will not get, I will not get to the end where goodness and mercy will follow me. And so, um, it says to me that this year, is not, it's not a matter of, in January, I will let God lead me, and then when March comes, I decide to do it by myself. It's a whole journey. If you are going to follow that path of righteousness, you are going to face other paths that you don't like. But you have to stay with God so I can get. So you cannot do mini 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 more this year. That this. So in January, I'm holding on to Jehovah Rory, and in, in, in February, I want to do it by myself. It's not going to work. It's a whole journey. I have to stay with God through that journey to understand what, he, what he's doing. Unless you're going to get confused when you get to the other shadow of the. I'm going to be wondering what is going on if you have, if you're not going to stay with God. Thank you very much, sir. Let's celebrate, sir. All right, I can see many hands right now. I'm going to. Go, I believe that I have my also guys in the house that will that I will come back to. Let's let's have Brother Michel or Minister Michel. Okay, I will come back to you. Good evening, sir. Good evening, church. Yeah. Uh, my question is this: 
in, our, in these days of so many distractions, you just mentioned that on social media is, is part of it. How do I condition my heart, my mind to stay here from God? I had a conversation with a, a believer today and he narrated his audio to me how fervent he was when he came to Christ that he was born really burning for Christ but by the time he came over to Lagos you know the, the work, the stress and everything he hardly had time to pray and this is the reality that we face every day and my advice to him was that God has not left you the spirit of God is still with you if you can still go back to take that like baby step that you took right from the beginning if you used to pray before now for one hour why don't you start with 30 minutes so that was that was my advice so in these days of so many distractions you just mentioned it. It's not by you folding your hands and you, when the demands of the work is there, you have to go and fend for yourself. And how do we strike right. the balance? We'll, we'll, we'll answer that question. Thank we'll you. come back to that question. Let's start uh, Minister Shema. Then we'll, I'll come back to you. We'll keep your question. We'll answer it. Um, in a way, I went to ask that question. This question says, but Pastor and Lady has kind of given the answer because I wasn't going to say the answer. Real life situation. Canada is raining. Mm. So we're in, we're, in, we're in this conversation, a couple of us, in that conversation, some people are already in Canada, some are on their way, and some are here. <laughs> and so the conversation goes like, it's all fun, what are you guys doing? Have you done your test? Have you done this? Have you done that? There's some people who go like, you know, you have to wait, for, wait on God. It's not everybody that God is leading to Canada. And, and then this, um, the conversation goes like, eh, you'll be doing it. As you're doing it, you'll be praying. And so God will lead you. Maybe it's New Brunswick. Or maybe it's um, uh, Ottawa, Ontario, or wherever. So, and you know, so we had this conversation. We're all Christians in this group, and so it was almost as if you can't, you can't just not do nothing. You know, the way the situation, you have to open yourself to opportunities, blah blah blah. And you and I know that it's not everybody that God is leading to um, to Canada. Yes, God can orchestrate for some people because I know some people that didn't even plan it, but somehow, somehow, job somehow the way they got there. But other people they had to pay the price and do it and do it and they got there and they're like uh -uh, what have you done you'll be praying and action you know prayer faith without works is dead so i want us to speak on that you know because real life situation the country is tough everyone wants to run any opportunity they will run they say it's god that is leading me the earth is the lord and the fullness the fullness thereof <laughs> everywhere your foot touches you will claim it for your own, you know. So, how do you know when it's God that is leading you? And should you just sit down? Pastor Conrad will help me answer that. <laughs> because he, I know his own case, he did just run. He, as a matter of fact, he didn't run. Uh, it was God orchestrating it. And, and I'm going to come back. So, let's have, so we'll keep your question, Tuma. We'll come back to it. Let's have Brother Awesome, then we'll continue. Uh, we'll try to answer some of those questions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good evening, church. Um, Pastor said on Sunday, the word on Sunday said, um, if better, better, better um, learn to be led. Yeah. 
And uh, the text was actually taken from Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, saying, If you're willing and obedient to eat the good of the land. So the first thing is, are you willing to be led? Where there is no lean, where there is no willingness, there is no leading. There is no obedience. That's why obedience did not come before willing. Willingness comes before obedience. And Pastor made that clear to us on Sunday. And number two is that, um, like what Brother Mitchell was saying, that brother, who is your Christian partner? Who is your spiritual partner? You cannot do it on your own. That's just the truth. That's why the Bible says, iron sharpness iron. Don't go being like a superman. I can do it all by myself. You can look for someone who, who is far much more or who is higher than you or who, who you think is on the same level with you and you guys pray together. The truth is that the pressure is much. But you just... Okay, um, again, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, it said you have left your first love. Who is that person that whenever you sit with that person takes you, to your, takes you back to your first love? Hallelujah. So all these things. All right. Thank you very much. I heard you clearly. Uh, if you are willing and obedience, willingness comes before. If we are willing in the first place to allow God to lead us, comes before even you obeying uh, or, uh, or listening or hearing the leading of God. Uh, Minister Mom, I wish I can continue, but let's quickly have you. Very quickly. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think here I'm going to emphasize on what are you hearing? Do you understand the message? Because most times, most Christians, people say, I had. God is leading me. Do you actually know what the voice, do you understand the dictate, the content of the leading? Because that's where the problem is. Find Nigeria is an economic problem, everybody is traveling. Just imagine countries that they don't serve God so much like Nigeria. Most of them still move to Europe. So it's not peculiar to Nigeria. So what we need to do is to look at who is the angel of your church. Who can guide you? Because most of us don't understand what we hear. We just act based on what we think we had. And it's very critical. So that's why we must not, we always look for cancel. See cancel, sir, this is what God is impressing in my heart. Sir, what do you think about it? Then, the man of God will guide you properly. Because most of us are not well guided. We think we know what we are hearing. But the truth is that we don't actually know it. It's until when we now make me say, oh, pastor, I will have come to you. I will have asked questions. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you very much. It's like you are peeping into my note because I still have that. But let us uh, answer these uh, two questions that came from Brother Michel and uh, Minister Shema. Quickly, Brother Michel mentioned uh, in, with all the issues that one can be faced with, how can one still hear God? And uh, I, I will say some, and I believe that uh, we may have another pastor to buttress it. I believe that, uh, just like Brother Osom said, willingness comes to play. And when we look at the church, when we see church on Sundays, I'm sure we see the whole church filled with people, right? And when we see church on Wednesdays, it is easy for us to say that, oh, many people are not here because uh, of their job, we not allow them to be here, 
or most likely will say because of, of their job. But the question is, how many of us have those seemingly tedious jobs? And yet, when we were still cutting, or we had a girlfriend or a fiance, we were still able to see, we were still able to see them. Yes or no? No matter how difficult it was, it is because of where we decide to place our hearts. I don't need anybody to tell me. I don't need anybody to tell me that seeing Pastor Etefia walking into this service is not because he decided to sleep on his bed till 7 o'clock before starting his car and coming here. He could have as well, he has a good point because he's coming from work. I'm guessing, I hope he's coming from work, right? For him to walk into the service. And many of us, if you actually check some of us that are in service today, what we have gone through today to be at the service and another person that is not in the service, you will realize that what is missing is just the willingness of I want to come or I don't want to come. I'm, and I'm just using that as, as, a, as a case, as, a, as an example, right? So uh, we can have all of that. We can have all of those plenty issues. But if we understand that the place, the, the, the end place, the end point is God. Uh, by, by the way, we, we don't have issues. We have issues and we see sleep. Yes or no? So we can stay on our bed, on that bed where we are about to sleep. Because we didn't have time. You have worked 12 hours. And the only time you have to yourself is when you are on your bed to have a six hour sleep on that bed you can still meditate and connect your spirit can connect with god you can have a you can have fellowship with god and you can hear god leading and directing you so it is a situation of us willing and understanding our love for god and wanting to spend time with god if not, every one of us have reasons. We we'll always have reasons to say that uh, we cannot hear God or we don't have time to pray. But uh, if our heart is there, there will always be a way. The pastors. Okay, nobody answered my question, so I'll answer my own question. Can you remember what my question is? Yes. The... I say, is there a connection between being baptized in the Holy Spirit and being and... able to hear the voice of the Spirit and follow the leading of the Spirit? Yes, sir. When Jesus was going, he says, it is expedient for me to go. And that means it is a lot better for you. Why? So that I send the Holy Spirit. And what is the Holy Spirit supposed to do? Teach guide. To guide, to lead mm -hmm. you to the truth and remind you of all Jesus said. Yeah. So if you want to be guided, why are we confused? You have to have the Holy Spirit because Holy Spirit is the voice of the Lord on earth. He calls the Holy Spirit my spirit. Mm. So when we're talking about Jehovah Roy, and you're not talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit, let me put it in overdrive. This was supposed to be for another sermon, but since you're here, I'll just share with you. Bible says, God, it says you will no longer worship on those mountains. All these people going from mountains to mountains. No, 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 no. God is seeking people who worship him in spirit and in truth. For such the Lord desires. And then I think in the book of James it said, Be not be drunk in wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. How can
can somebody who says he's a believer and he's filled with the flesh hear the voice of Rohi? Please, I'm asking you. Mm -mm. You can be born again, but you see, it is the amount of the Holy Spirit that you have that determines how connected you are. Today, we don't talk about Holy Spirit. When we're doing worship, many times, I'm just looking. A lot of people are only enjoying music. They're not worshiping in spirit. Even when we discuss scriptures, I can tell how much spirit you have by the things you say and how you say. Can I tell you the truth? The New Testament believer is 120% supposed to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. How do you want to walk in the new covenant of the Spirit when you don't even seek baptism when you don't even get a fresh feeling of the Holy Spirit when you don't overflow in the Spirit that's the reason there are times I am filled to the Holy Spirit there are times I just have the Holy Spirit if I went on a retreat now when I'm walking into church if I touch you you can fall down because I've had time to be filled to the overflowing. So you didn't answer the question. Being led by Jehovah Roy is being led by the Holy Spirit. How can you be led of the Spirit that you are not filled with? The connection is poor. It's like when you take electricity. Huh? You know, some people don't use plug. They'll put the wire inside the socket. You know, when it is not well connected, what does it do? It, it's shaking, it sparks, it gets hot, it can start a fire. So, even though you're trying to walk in the street, you're causing confusion. You're confusing yourself, you're confusing other people. We need to go back to seeking the Spirit. Those of you that are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, or you are not functioning well, you need to go for baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to stay in the word of God to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Bible says walk in the spirit you will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. The father is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Why do we talk about the Holy Spirit if we are not going to be filled with the spirit? For example all the apostles they were not even hearing Jesus who was in the flesh. They were not hearing him well. Do you remember that? He would say something, they would do something else. He would rebuke them. But after Pentecost, when they received the Holy Spirit, look at what happened to Peter. Look at the way he, he preached the gospel. 5,000 people got saved. Look at the way he was answering the questions they asked him. Jesus was gone. Jesus wasn't talking to me. It was the Holy Spirit he was connected to. That's why Jesus said, it is better I go, so I send you the Holy Spirit. Trust me, it is time to go back to seek the Holy Spirit. It is time to seek the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It is time to be filled with the Spirit, to be drunk in the, in fact the Bible says be drunk in the Spirit. When we have worship, that's why sometimes I tell this wonderful people, don't play any instruments. Let me see how many can worship in the spirit. 
I think towards the end, the Bible says in the book of First um, Timothy, maybe chapter five or six, it says, "In the end, it will be difficult to be a Christian." That one that says perilous times will come. Can you call? No, no. The translation I'm talking about says it will be very difficult to be a Christian. Why? Because people are void of the Spirit. In the last days, if you are going to walk victoriously, it has to be in the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, sir. Alright, so we have one question pending. Uh, Sister Shema's question. Rest this matter. Not by power, not by might, by my spirit. Saying that I am going to wait on God, I'm going to discipline myself, you will find that your flesh will fail you. Mm. The Holy Spirit is also called the enabler. Who will enable you to do things you could not do on your own. So, don't go and sit down and say, one pastor said, uh-huh, they said in church, you lock yourself and say, are we here? If you are not filled with the Spirit, in fact, you can hear many other voices. Thank you, sir. And now, I'm sure we understand why I mentioned earlier when I got to this particular point that this is very important because this has a lot to do on us. Uh, we are the one that will determine how much and how well we, we get from this. Uh, Sister Shema's question, uh, I wouldn't know sir, if you can help me out on that. Uh, how do we know when God is leading or is, is it God that is leading everyone to Canada? I've not had God anyway. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Great to be home. Yes, sir. Um, well, the first thing I'll say is um, there's a way that seems right unto men, mm. but the end thereof can certainly be destruction. Um, some things may make sense, but may not be the way of the spirit. Um, there's this herd mentality everybody has. What is really? What are people doing? And they just follow suit without thinking, without praying through. Um, as believers, I expect that every major decision, especially that we're going to take, must be subjected to what the spirit of God is saying. So we don't run to ruin or wait to waste. We can decide to follow the bandwagon and say this is what makes sense and go in that direction and plunge ourselves into a lot of things we never expected. Now, of course, it makes sense. The country is hard, it's tough. You know, it makes sense to go out there and just have a better life. But the question is, what does God want for me as a person? So we need to get our minds and our hearts to a point of alignment with the Holy Spirit, you know, and that follows through with what Pastor is just talking about right now. The Holy Spirit will tell us exactly how to go, if at all to go, or what to do. And when God is moving, for me personally, when God is moving, I can see the movement in the waters. There are things that begin to happen, I know that the Holy Spirit is here, and I step back. I already see the pattern of the Holy Spirit. I know that God is at work here. And when that is happening, you will see how some things will be happening out, outside your strength, yeah. outside your immediate control. And you know that surely the Holy Spirit is here. You know, the way God will make a way for you, mm-hmm. you it's, it's beyond what you could have calculated by your, you know, by your... Um... Okay, um... On the one hand, everybody must seek good. Do you understand? Everybody must seek good. Nobody is allowed to sit down and rot there. 
and blame the Holy Spirit. No. You must seek what is good. But the final say should belong to God. i give another um, scenario. I have seen people who were awesome Christians in Nigeria until they move abroad. Can I get a witness? I said, can I get a witness? Yes, Let me tell you, there are some places that are hostile to Christianity. The Bible says that even the children of God, when they ate and they drank and they were full, they started to fool around with things. As a matter of fact, the comfort a lot of people are asking for is what will kill the Christianity. Even the children of God, the Israelites, when things were easy for them, they forgot God. Europe was built on the foundation of God. They are the ones that are shot in churches. And they are making churches to marry man and man, woman to woman. Because they don't bear a fool now. So what can I say to you? Don't just... Don't be led by your stomach. The Bible says food for the belly. Belly for the food. Both will be destroyed. After you eat, what next? What if a great Eshema goes to Canada... And the next time I see you, I start weeping. How are the mighty falling? I remember when I was a young Christian. I'm not saying you can't go abroad. Though. When people come to see me, they're going. You can bear me witness. I don't say don't go. I pray for you. I will pray for you to get the visa. But I pray that you'll be a better version of yourself. Because when time ends, Canada, Nigeria, all this thing, it doesn't matter. Some marriages survive in Nigeria. Once they go abroad, that's the end of it. So be careful that God is leading you. See, what will work for somebody may not work for you. And then just tell me what is most important to you. Is it your stomach or is it your relationship with God? As a matter of fact, me, I'm careful about places that will make my flesh, feed my flesh more than my spirit. You pretty much live in Manchester now. Have you not seen some Christians in Manchester that you wonder... Have you not? What is the intensity of Christianity you see around on the on the on, on, on the large scale? Well, interestingly, we have a variety of um, Christians. You find a lot of people who obviously have lost their way, but you also find another set of people who are actually flowing after God. But they stay together. Yes, they stay together. And they're a small community. Yes. I've lived in London before. I remember when I just got saved, there was one boy. He was so hot. Then he moved to England. When I saw him, I couldn't believe it. He died this side of the hair, one color. The other side, one color. He even had become openly gay. But he was one of the strongest members of the church before he left. So what am I saying? Don't be a fool. Everything in life is a transaction. Ask what is the price. You're paying for what you want. And, and talking about what he's saying that when God is leading you, God has a way of making a way where there used to be no way. I like what Reverend Victor Adeyemi posted. I was sharing that with Minister Dupe. He said, if you have to sin to get it, God is not in it. A lot of people cook papers. I know. 
They cook all kind of things and then you say it's God. For instance, I shared it with you. I've been meaning and wanting to go for a break for a while. But I just kept having a lot of things to deal with. I've been wanting to go to Israel for many years, many, many years. All I happened to me was I got a call. Hey, I want to go to Israel. I'd like you to come with me. And I said, ah. He said, because I'm going to pray and you're the right man to go with. My friend said, I'm 60 and what I want to do is go to Israel before we go to London and celebrate. I said, what time? He says, around the middle of January. I said, who is paying? He said, me. He said, are you ready? I said, am I ready? <laughs> I've been praying. Now, honestly, honestly, can I, honestly, he said, my boys will call you and send the form to you, fill it and send it back to them. All I want you to do, because they have to see you at the embassy in Abuja. The Israeli uh, visa, you submit it, you come back two weeks time to come and collect it. He said, all they want to do is see you. The assistant um, consular general knows you by name. Once you come out of the plane, call this number. And that's exactly what happened. The fellow took my passport. They didn't ask me nothing. Brought my passport back three or four hours for them to do the visa. I got on the plane, came back to Nigeria, um, to, to Lagos. And everything is set. My ticket, business class. Everything. I am not going to spend a penny. Because... As you quote it to me. It's because the time has come. Don't run ahead of God. And don't run behind God. I could have decided when my wife was going to America, taking her daughter, I lie, I did go follow them. That's how I missed that. I said, hey, just go. I want to travel, but it's not wise for me to go. Let me wait and see what God will do. My wife is coming back tomorrow I'm going on Friday if I show her what I have she wish she stayed behind to go with me trust me so that's my testimony let the Lord lead you he will make the crooked path straight he will go ahead of you my prayer is that we will not just struggle to get things struggle to keep them because when God is in it the experience is different yes, bless God hallelujah it's indeed a, a great service an interactive service indeed right and I close this service by just leaving us with this one point right we've talked about how we can hear or we can understand the leading of God and uh, we have dwelt so much on the infilling of the Spirit of God on the inside of us. It is very important. It is something that we should take. Uh, we should not take for granted. This last one is a, is a place where in case you find yourself, you are weak in the Spirit, you, you, you don't know what to do. It is not advisable because you are going to stress 
uh, the shepherd. But God has not left us without a shepherd. We also have a shepherd in form of pastor, in form of angel over this, the house, uh, a church where you worship, where you can come to, who you can go to, to direct you and guide you and give you, uh, pray the mind of God for you, uh, for you to know what to do. It is not advisable because uh, you also need to understand that the shepherd is also a human being. Yes, they can receive for you. Uh, the best place for you to be is a place where you receive for yourself. But in a situation where you find yourself, you are lost, you are weak, you can come to the man of God and the man of God will pray for you. Celebrate God this evening. I just pray to God this evening. And commit ourselves to him one more time. The man of God mentioned, if you are, if you are not filled, you are not filled with the Spirit. We have talked about a lot of things this evening and perhaps the most important of them is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Because it's the Spirit of truth, it's the Spirit of God himself, is the voice of God on earth that can lead you, that can teach you, that can direct you. I want you to pray that you will not miss the voice of God. Lord, help us to hear you, help us to know you, help us to be connected to your Spirit, help us to understand when you speak to us. Help us to recognize your voice. Help us to know your ways. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for this evening. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the deliberations that we have heard today. Thank you because beyond what we have deliberated, your spirit is going to give us deeper understanding, deeper interpretation, even as we go in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your word will profit our life and this year we will enjoy the fullness of your leading in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. You are worthy to be praised. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Let's put our hands together and celebrate. God 